What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Split Screen D&D, the place where we are attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons from both sides of the screen. What the da 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 Ooh, that was... That was a good one. That was a very bard-like oh, rip there. The I, greatest I, class I must of all say. time. And I meant that as, a, as, a, as an insult, but uh, <laughs> no, actually, I was loving it. My name's Tom Quinn, resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And I'm Josh Winans, resident player character here at Modern Myth. Uh, and we're going to dive right into this one. It's going to be an interesting topic today. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh. Hey, Internet, how's it going? You know, you're looking good today. And I uh, just want to say we really appreciate all the fine things you've been doing for us. Man, we've gotten some subscribers. We're getting comments. Things are, are popping off a bit. Yeah. It's uh, exciting. Especially on the comments front. Thank you guys so much for starting to engage in that space. We, I mean, we've seen so much love, so much interesting insights and thoughts about you know, people's own perspectives on the awesome, topics. Awesome stuff. Um, I love hearing it. It's it's great to be able to take that stuff and pull it into future conversations like yep, these. Yep, we steal your ideas, so thank yeah, you. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to be able to implement our own tables, yeah. seen some awesome support from the old school community, which was yeah. great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it it really has been awesome. So thank you guys so much. For but that. if you haven't or just joining us for the first time, a like is super appreciated. The comments, as he's saying, amazing. Uh, subscribe so you can always tell when our videos are coming up, and hit that little notification bell. Ooh, I actually don't know what that does. Does it notify? I assume it, it notifies you, it, but it notifies you. That is fantastic. So it, you should click that it too. It notifies you. And you're gonna want to get notified about this one because it's gonna be an interesting topic. Uh I have been thinking a lot lately, mainly because That's as dangerous. I'm dangerous. I know it's it's especially over here. Uh <laughs> as I've been doing post-production on Rakish Rovers, mm. um, and there will be times where exchanges will occur and I'll be I'll be playing them back and I'll find myself playing them back two or three times over. You know, exchanges that I thought were carried a lot of weight or were, you know, just I sometimes I can't even quite put my finger on it. But it got me thinking about how we at the table, both DMs and players, can be intentional in the way that we harness emotion uh, to enhance our communication at the table. I know gotcha. that's a bit of a mouthful, but the long and short of it is uh, today's topic is how can we wield emotion at the table much as in combat we would be wielding uh, any 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 manner of I like loadout that. like so, emotions are the powers of the social pillar they 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 are uh, to to a greater or lesser extent yeah. and i think i know i'm going to i'm a little i'm going to be blindsiding you a little bit by just kind of tossing the oh, the, boy. the subject over to you but Yay. <laughs> i i think the main reason i kind of want to start over there is because um I, I really think that, and my evidence for this is in, in like I was saying, in post-production, going through and watching so many of those interactions, sometimes it's a player and an NPC, sometimes, but so many of those interactions are intra-party. It's mm -hmm. two player characters having an exchange that carries a certain amount of weight, and mm -hmm. uh, increasingly, I am I am convinced that that if that's happening by accident, you can hedge your bets towards having more frequent, potent I exchanges mm -hmm. um, just, just based on being a little bit more cognizant of what emotions you're tethering to or assigning to the communication you're having at the table. Yeah, so you're talking about using emotions for interpersonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for I think for... Yeah. So I, I right out of the gate, I'm just curious yeah. to 
to get your thoughts on uh I guess here here's a here's a good question. Okay. Um and I think this can kind of be divided into two spaces. Okay. Just much as on the DM side, I might be doing substantial amount of prep pre-session, and there's yep. things yep. that I'm fully prepared for, okay. and there's things that I'm going to have to improv a lot more in that space. Okay. I think player interactions, mm-hmm. um, maybe to a lesser degree, but still fall in these two categories. Right. Many of the things you're doing at the table, obviously, you're fully reactionary. You yeah. are improving your way through right. the game world right but absolutely certainly as a dm as a player there are times where you realize that a an important reunion is on the mm-hmm, horizon mm-hmm. a uh, a difficult conversation with a friend is yeah. on the horizon a you know so and these are moments that i think no doubt players prepare for to some extent yeah 100 um, you know you well, obviously we'll don't know how that. the other person's going to respond and you don't have control over that's the big thing but you do have control of the emotion in which you instantiate that conversation. And that's right. a big deal. I think a bigger deal uh, than we give it credit for if we're not being conscious of, of yeah. that process. So, uh, goodness. So preparing for a, a possibly emotional interaction. Um, I use, I, for, I went, I've been on both sides. Uh, I've been on sides where I just, whatever and this is more the beer and pizza days yeah where we just like rolled and man i just uh, had a blast just yeah. like rolling off the cuff but it wasn't a serious game so it didn't really matter right much. right uh and i don't say i won't go so far as to say we utilized emotions to uh bring about interesting stories if we used emotions at all it was more to be funny uh, right right and I, and I do think actually that's probably one of the major differentiators between Rakish Rovers, which has been a far more serious enterprise. Despite of a campaign. what you may think, if you're watching yeah. right now, it's, it, don't, it trust us; it gets don't, serious. Don't but. worry, it'll get there. Um, <laughs> but, but I think probably a big part of that is is simply the fact that that has been a backbone of mm-hmm. all of the interactions in the game. Is mm-hmm. you guys have been more conscious, certainly mm-hmm. than the four E beer and pizza days, right? Of what emotional communication is mm-hmm. transpiring right. at the table. So I guess. Let's say you and Katarina have a, a a you've got a bone to pick with Katarina. Never happened before, but uh, let's just pretend. <laughs> let's <laughs> go back. Let's go back to like say level two level uh, <laughs> where I literally stabbed her. Yeah, yeah let's just pretend yeah. back that those uh, levels. So, I guess I'm curious how how conscious were you of where where the the um conflict in that relationship was going to go and how mm-hmm. how much were you in control and deciding that process yeah. versus how much were you kind of in that reactionary improv space as that was playing out absolutely so uh gosh there's so many things to unpack there i know um, again i knew this was gonna be a bit of a so a, we could like spend the whole topic. episode talk just about that but um when that interaction happened it was a lot of reactionary things and in that point, we were just beginning to experiment with using, getting more immersed. And you, so I had a harder time separating myself from my character. I, I, I love that you're touching on it. Keep going, but I love so, that. So, uh, which I think is really important to be able to do, uh, heck, just for, to, for enjoyment of the game's sake more than anything. But like I would become, I became legitimately upset at the way that our interactions went. Um, did I guess they make it more realistic? M- maybe. 
Uh, but the trade-off there is uh, how I viewed Amanda outside of the table was being influenced by the game in a negative way. Gotcha. And I was like, yeah. mm, no. Yeah. That's and, and I know you, I mean, you, you voiced concerns about, about yes. the, uh, some of those exchanges. Yeah. And, and I don't think, certainly this conversation is not meant to advocate for going full method actor oh, and good. being like and the, i yeah. guess maybe if that's your thing but if you are i'm assuming you're actually a actor who is like sharpening their skills right, and right. more and more power to you um that'd be an interesting like all like robert de niro's and who else are who is method actors uh dustin hoffman i think uh, uh heath ledger was one Rip, I think, you know um there's been a lot of I think a lot of the Jokers. What a, yeah, about a lot of the Jokers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, except for Joaquin Phoenix, who absolutely killed it. I, he's like, yeah, I never went that deep into it, and he did fantastic as a Joker. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, we just went in the weeds again. But you know one what? thing also, um, going back into topic, just swerving back in the lane, is uh, thinking about it outside of the game. Um, through that experience, I learned, for me personally, it's not good to decide the emotion uh, or think about it too much okay um a couple reasons one if you're considering game time and you time you might spend a week or two weeks away from the table where you are stewing and you're going back over every little detail and suddenly you come back totally different than what you left off because you've had a week or two weeks to think about it. Gotcha, gotcha. So it kinda, yeah, I could see be, being over invested in that process. Yeah, um, could even it could even backfire. And that um, it happened to me a lot. Okay, where especially uh, again, what just when I was super emotional in that time. Uh, man, I sound like I'm all emo. I don't think it was that bad, but uh, I mean, your hair was black at the time, and covered one you had it grown out a little. And that's because I, I don't want you to see the tears that run. You know, down the single eye. Single eye. It's hard the, to get the single the eye. Not many people eyeliner. understand it's how hard it is, but you, you, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> but um, what I found successful more was uh, kind of just take stock of where I was in that moment and just decide what my mindset was. Okay. So am I upset? Like on a scale of one to ten, how upset I am? Why am I upset? And boom, I don't touch it again. Until like right before I remind myself, okay, this is my mindset as I left the table, gotcha. and that's okay. been that's been a lot better. It, it can't like going in red hot on emotions uh, is is can be interesting, but if it's all the time, it's draining. And, oh no yeah. doubt, no doubt, yeah, yeah. And I think I think probably you know there are so many many interactions that take place at the table that don't require really any of the stoppers. You mm -hmm. walk in to deal with a shopkeep, yeah, unless yeah. I'm running a shopkeep who's family was just murdered and I'm, I'm imploring you to do something about it you know probably those interactions are mm -hmm. are you know unbound but i would say actually i guess in the context of of assigning emotion to your communication mm -hmm. to to some degree even though the importance goes way down in those it's it's still important because if you walk in and you've assigned anger, mm -hmm. like you just go, you know what? I'm gonna be a total dick to this shopkeep. Like, right. you know, I mean, presumably you're gonna be angry or you're going to be, what's the, uh, uh, like, accusatory or suspicious or whatever, whatever you're going to. What's that traditional, uh, the, the elf, the elf hates the dwarf. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Elf walks in, also dwarf blacksmith, and then they, they're automatically gonna be salty towards each right, other. Right, right. 
And so I think that in in the context of, I guess, thinking about e emotion as a tool to be utilized. Yes. Um, I think the 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 general interaction we have at the table with emotion from an RP standpoint mm -hmm. is it steers it steers our RP. Um, mm -hmm. And just and, like real life. Yeah, uh, but I think that's maybe the delineation is this isn't real life. Right. And in whereas in real life, you there's not an extrapolation of Josh and Kel. There's just Josh. So right. if someone pisses off Josh, there's there's no one pulling the strings back there who can actually analyze right. that. And and so my I guess my what I would put forth into the the conversation, mm -hmm. and I guess to everyone at home, is that the whole spectrum of emotions are a toolkit that is sitting in front of you at all times while you're RPing mm -hmm. and that we should be striving to, to take an active role in selecting those. Not always. Again, there are absolutely times okay. where you, you don't, you, your character, someone, you just found out uh, bad guy XYZ killed your father. Okay. Do you do you really need to be selective about which emotion? I mean, you know, there's no, 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 for sure. But I will say the interaction. Let's say, let's say, for instance. Okay. Let's just run with that example. You just found out something horrible. It can be, it can be whatever. But sure. you just found out something devastating to your character. Okay. And in the spirit of the intraparty space, one of your companions comes over and goes, "Hey, how are you doing?" Like, are you are you doing all right? Now, now here's a perfect example. Yes. You could respond with anger. You could respond with fear. You could respond with sadness. You could respond. With, yep. And those are at your disposal. Yep. Um, and how you respond, how which of those emotions you grab out of the toolbox and respond with, right, changes that interaction dramatically. You might be enraged at saying. the bad guy, but you have all the choices in the world with how you're interacting. Because you're you're telling a story about your character in right. those moments, and Ooh. and so you have the option to. Is that moment for Kel one in which we can sympathize and we are mourn alongside him? Mm -hmm. Is it one in which we have to recoil a little bit because he's so angry? Right. Is it one you know? And and that's kind of the space that I'm talking about, where you are able to right. take these. We're going to use. I'm going to use a visual example because right. moving forward, I think it'll be helpful. Yeah. Is each of those emotions, if you envision them as a color, right? You can begin painting the scene that is kind of unfolding yep. around you. Gotcha. With a certain tone, a certain shade, and so talk with me a little bit about. I guess that yeah that space. Is that a space that you generally feel like you have a lot of control and and you're consciously making those decisions or no uh, uh, in the moment definitely not uh, I, I I think we've talked like I hate the phrase uh, that's what my character would do uh, because it excuses a lot of asshole D DMs also hate the phrase yeah but I think in this case it's really applicable that uh, you put on the mantle of your character. And you just try to act organically to what's happening around you. Absolutely. But knowing what you're, so you're using the the, the example of colors. Yeah. So like Kel has a, a certain palette that he usually paints with. Yes. This, so this is exactly where I wanted to get. Oh, so yeah. Yes, yeah. I did something good. Ah, 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you can come back next week. I know. You're, you're welcome, Marinette. See you later. But um, so Cal, for example, anger is it's getting less, but especially young younger Cal. It certainly was a major. It was mostly yeah. anger. Uh, and then when it wasn't anger, it was almost like withdrawn. Especially when he had his episodes, he was just totally different. Right. And, and I it, would say those episodes likely fear would be the closest mm -hmm. thing i mean I, yeah. I don't know i mean you I'm, i i don't want to put words yeah in no mouth, i think fear he he just he would shut down yeah. um so yeah um there wasn't a lot of in between not a lot of sat we did wasn't very vulnerable uh not a lot of grief even which you, you could easily paint there but it was mostly anger but as he has matured and he's walked the paladin path there's a lot more palettes uh, of colors available so i just tried that might be a I call it mindset, but just knowing what, how your character would normally react. I wouldn't go so far as like, if someone asks me, how are you today? I would know exactly what emotion I want to counter with, but just be like, this is usually how my character would act. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess I, I'm just thinking that as a, as a player at the table, you are one of a multitude of storytellers. Oh, that brings up what, so when, so I paint with red, but here comes Aster, who's bringing in the yellow. What does it do to my red now that I've been countered with well, yellow? Yeah, certainly there's the interaction, or, or the the yeah. there's, it gets a lot more complicated as you begin begin having those interactions. Just like real life. Uh. Um, <laughs> but but they so I guess kind of like you're talking about that Kel's palette has broadened. Yes, but. We as we being the rest of the table mm -hmm. can only understand that through Kel's outward communication mm -hmm. and, and which of those colors he chooses to paint with. Right. And so let's say that even though you said, well, he's maturing and, yep. and but let's say every interaction you're still painting with red. We don't have any way of knowing that. Right. So, so to some extent, I think that that, that does speak to this idea that as you are conscious of, of this, let's call it just maturing of, of the character. Um, well, and just development of the character in general, I think too, there's, I mean, you guys, you have with Katarina and Aster and, and reek for the duration of the time <laughs> that he was, ah, uh, reek. Thanks for um, killing him. Really appreciate it. That that I think that was your 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 the closest thing Cal experienced the sadness, which he is not to correlate that with sadness, but yeah, yeah, he uh, almost shed a tear, <laughs> almost did. But it, uh, I I think that knowing that that you are presumably wanting to tell a story about mm -hmm. a character who is growing, who is right. changing, who is painting with new colors as the story progresses, right? That you're gonna have to make conscious decisions to. Exp to paint with those dab into, yeah. onto that palette absolutely and and that i think really I, i'm glad we got into the paint because i think it really is an easier way of talking about this it's, yeah i mean talking about emotion is such a uh a, a, a intangible thing right um somehow color more so especially for a colorblind person uh, let's kind of bring that up yay i'm yeah, colorblind put colorblind yay. in the comments for a chance to win uh a a hand colored picture by uh, our, our Josh Winans. <laughs> just we're just gonna print him a black and white, sheet, all in gray tones. I mean, I can't. So I'll just be like a smiley face, man. I can't. There you go. You can't draw. You're good. You're good. Um, but no. So I think so. So that I guess is that process. The process of acknowledging that your character has a certain palette of colors mm -hmm. in which they generally engage with the world in. That 
I would say it's actually fair fair to say that any character who's moving through an arc and growing, mm-hmm. definitionally that palette has to either change yep. or expand. I feel like I, I'm I I mean I'm literally rattling this off the top of my head. So right. I'm sure someone in the comments is gonna go like, well, what about this character? And I'm right. like, actually you're right. That's a perfect counter to what I just said. But yeah, but character development you usually see. I'm trying to think of like classical, like really people in movies or or works of fiction that you identify with that don't go through some sort of journey where they do change their emotional palette. Yes. And that, I mean, that's it. That's, that's the phrasing. Their emotional palette, I think definitionally in the same way that with Kel, it was uh, a kind of starting out the campaign, this very hard nosed, Mm -hmm. uh, effectively still a soldier, even having been broken, even having all that. Now, I think for instance, there was a good period of time as a soldier where uh, the the whatever color you would paint fear with mm-hmm. what had become so depleted, like there was there was there really wasn't much to work with there. Right. The drow, so you didn't. There wasn't an active choice no. in in gaining that as part of your palette, and that's a really cool aspect of that character is, development too. I is like that is someone can impart. Yeah, a, an event or a person. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you look at like a vicious dog. Good chance that 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 dog wasn't born. He wasn't. He didn't come out the womb. Right, just right. Ready to tear someone's arm off. You know. Right, um, right. So I think, and I think that uh, so it can be an external thing, and that really ties into the intra-party side of things. Is yes, and and not so much in the long. I mean, certainly in the long term, but like we were talking about that example of someone comes to clearly maybe console you realizing mm-hmm. that you're hurting. Right. And if you were to turn around with a big load of red paint right. and just go like, what the fuck do you know about it? You've ne- you know, you've right, never right, lost right. anything. Duh, duh, duh. Just anger. Transference. Stewing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then, but then to have them, the the natural response i think generally is that that gets ratcheted up now now maybe they're painting with something closer to red than they would have and but but it's amazing how disarming it can be to have you know to have a a someone respond with a color right that is um so complementary and i'm going to use complementary in the in the, so the if you are painting with red that that right. oh, well yeah you're, you're I'm gonna scratch <laughs> I'm gonna scratch that analogy um, but but I think that in in real time kind of yeah. when you're improving through interactions right and realizing that like again that would be a moment where right. that return home where you know hey I'm gonna have this I'm gonna be reunited with right. my father finally right only to get there and find out that your father was was murdered by bad guy X Y Z and right, right. you've been right on his heels and now you're you know, you've probably been giving some thought to that reunion. You probably yeah. weren't anticipating this being it. Um, but now you're in that space where there's this exchange going on and you're back fully in improv mode right. and you're kind of in a sparring with color. It's fun to think of it. Like uh, space yeah. where if you're intent on departing from that interaction, mm-hmm. Having having had no reconciliation, having had you can absolutely do that. All you do is keep painting with red. You don't, you know, right. as long as you don't change your palette, you know, there's no amount of me going like, you know, like, whoa, easy man. It's it like I, I didn't mean anything. And you go like, 
the fuck you didn't mean anything about you know i mean you you could just right. keep on coming and eventually i just have to go there's no color that i can paint that's going to change this right the scene and i'll exit stage left um so i'm going to run with this analogy because i really like this of all of all the analogies a color analogy i know well it's but it's we can use number oh no no color works well so um let's say i what do you, would you say if like maybe a good idea is to have the mindset of when i uh with interpersonal stuff like say my when i have all these palettes the color of my palette but when i interact with aster it's primarily yellow and when i interact primarily with cat, uh, cat it's primarily blue absolutely i think i i absolutely think that there that that switching that occurs if you're interacting with the guy who killed your dad probably red right? it's right. yeah i mean and, and and justifiably so and that's the other thing is this is not to say hey you should be neutering your emotional responses right right it's, no it's not that at all it's just it's just you should be cognizant of why mm -hmm. and and another thing is is also uh we've been talking about color in terms of the the various tones that we could we could be imparting mm -hmm. Another aspect of this conversation is the saturation or the intensity of those colors. Right. Because if you come, if you turn around and and go like, you know, now's not the time. I promise you, don't just fucking leave me alone right now. Right. And I go, all right, man, my bad. And I turn stuff away. That's very different than you turning around and laying every qualm you have with me. <laughs> you know, you know. So yeah. and that's a that's a more intense, a higher saturation right. red. And and I think. Uh, I've talked about it in DM and the PM is this idea of contrast. Hey, you should check that out, by the way. You should definitely check it out. Um, that, that's, that's, how, that's how quick the plug is. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but, but it applies to so many aspects is, is when we as a table are interacting mm. with Kel or experiencing Kel's interactions, yeah. if those interactions are too monochromatic, we begin to think we know we, we we don't need you to interact. We know you're going to be pissed about this. We know yeah. you're going to be. You and know, that's we know boring you're... and predictable, and which would probably lead to less interactions. It doesn't matter. It could be anger. It could be sad. It could be joy. It could be anything. Right. And I think it's because it speaks to stagnation. It mm -hmm. speaks to that lack of growth. That right. And and so and it's something that I think that uh, we've seen definitely as the rovers have been going on. Uh, as you have become more and more comfortable with your uh party members with your companions the 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 outer shell that really kind of barred kel as a as a human being from interacting with the world and kind of said kel the soldier kel mm -hmm. the the uh broken slave uh this is the way he interacts with the world and slowly over time the actual kel kind of began yeah adding his own colors to that palette and that really i think changed the the dynamic of how we view that character right um what do you think about this idea so let's say we're having using the color analogy continuing uh having interaction with aster so i come in with yellow she comes in with blue well yellow and blue make a color i don't know green Thanks. green would be the color they tend they tend to make <laughs> or for you a generally muddy brown yeah muddy brown they make a muddy brown um and then you walk away now that instead of being yellow and green, like instead of just being yellow, it's more of a yellow, it's more of a brownie yellow. And, it, it, it sh and that's maybe a way to think of how your relationship evolves is yeah. each time you have an interaction, it changes uh, the, the color palette. Yeah. I think, and, and I think that that's, 
I think that that's probably true for real life. I mean, I think so. In, uh, in the sense that I think we're more kinder, we're more easier to forgive, and we're able to think longer term. Like, hey, if I'm having a bad day, you're like, dude, all right, cool, you're being a dick right now, but usually you're an okay guy that I don't want to stab. Well, I think, and I think the level of maturity that that speaks to is like, I mean, there's times where you're you're not as pleasant with your friends as you'd like to be. There's right. times where. But your friends and everyone gets that people are having bad days and yep. people are that that's part of the complexity of 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 being emotional beings. And that same complexity should play out at the table. There well, absolutely should be times where Kel says or does something that, that they go, I know that he's hurting right now, and I know he didn't mean what he said there. We're 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 treating this almost like too, uh, too much like real life. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause in D and D or any tabletop that you're playing, you're probably not like working a mundane job. And then well, no doubt, you're no you're doubt. fighting effing dragons. You are put into insanely stressful situations yeah. where things are ramped up to eleven. Right. So you're probably going to get a lot more stronger uh, emotions. Probably. No, I think I think what transpires at the table, uh, presumably the saturation is ratcheted. I mean, from, from day to day, okay, maybe you came home, maybe you had a bad day, maybe you're upset. Right. That's a different upset than finding out your dad who you thought you were going to meet today was murdered by a guy that you've... I don't know. When I have a bad know, day, I just start, like, throwing just, things. Just, just break smashing things. everything. I've gone through so many TVs. <laughs> just I'm just dial up my dad. You're dead to me now! It's, <laughs> it's I healthy. Even, I don't even I, don't I think even that's healthy. Why. I, don't I, th even I know think why. that's a good way to live uh, your life. Yeah. I don't know. No, but no, I think I think you're right, and and but it's the cool thing is is I think the more cognizant we are of of the colors and the, well, we can say with the color now the colors or the emotion that we are tethering to the communication that we're having at the table. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's like any tool set. Like you, you can be a finger painter with those. Or you can be Ooh. a fucking Rembrandt. And oh. what I'm advocating for is the more cognizant you are, uh -huh. I mean, you're not, you don't become, you don't become Michelangelo by just going like, keep on dabbing your fingers. You have to refine the way in which you interact with, with that palette. That's, and, oh, that's really true. Cause there are times when I've made decisions on emotional, like one of the, I like, I'm like, huh, it'd be interesting if Kel acted this way. It'd be interesting. Like I, I like uh, stirring the pot a little bit sometimes, yeah. and that's not how I would act or like anything. But it's just kind of fun to see how that changes things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and so I think, uh, I think, the you know, I guess the the long and short from my side. Now, yeah, we want to get on the DM side because we've all we've been talking quite a bit. About well, that. yeah, and I do. I think that virtually anything that we can say on the player side translates to the DM side. I'm I, gonna argue with you on that. I'm thinking I, about this. I. I'm I'm ready to hear it. I'm what 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 is it that you're finding? I'm going to contention? pose this to you. You're, so you're wrong. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> well, it's just like it's playing just, the game. Just, this is just <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to being at the table. <laughs> uh, so I because uh, PCs were playing long form, uh, so we have to uh, things change and evolve over time. What do you think about this statement? I think that DMs with their NPCs and their characters need to ratchet things up to a higher level off the bat. Um, I, I would say, I mean, given, given the duration in which, uh, uh, given, I guess I would, I, this is not to, to counter that. I think it's actually just kind of a refinement of that thought process yeah. is 
if I ratchet someone up, that is that if if you walk into a tavern, yeah, and you look around and you go, there is a massive splotch of blue paint in that corner over there. Yes. Maybe you're gonna go check that out. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if that's a guy weeping into his hands, like I mean, you know, you see six steins, right. you know, spilled over, and he is just devastated. Right, right. That's me ratcheting it up. I'm painting with a big brush, and I'm painting with high uh, intensity. Yeah, okay. So I need to refine it. You're right. Well, but but that all that is to say is that the more I ratchet it up, I think the more likely whatever the epicenter of that emotion is mm-hmm. becomes a bigger part of the narrative for that space okay because i mean if there's a guy who's in the corner who i know is really really morose he you know whatever his whole his whole family was eaten by a monster that has, has taken him i know it's like grow up that's every villager in every town i we've ever been what? to. something it's, weird no whatever um but this guy <laughs> But if he's not expressing that, and so here's a, another, another, I guess, example of the way in which from the DM side, I really think that we do take that, we take that brush and we go, there's a guy over here, okay? Mm-hmm. And he could just be a guy over there. And there are many people who have, in real life, who have suffered horrible tragedies, yep. who if you walked into a room, you wouldn't be able to point at them and be like, that guy is suffering a horrible tragedy. Okay. They just keep their shit together and they go about their business, you know. But then we what we don't know that that guy went through horrible shit. Well, and as if that's what you're, I. So, I re- refining it is I feel like DMs you need to make NPCs or some uh, memorable. Oh, certainly. And certainly. Uh, emotions is one maybe very interesting way to make an, a character uh, memorable. Yeah. Well, again, I would say anyone having a powerful emotional response to anything mm-hmm. is more interesting and is going to draw the party's attention mm-hmm. th- than than someone who is cleaning the bar top and just hanging out you know right I mean? right right so the guy in the corner who is devastated mm-hmm. that's clearly i mean again anyone who's played the game even one time probably if you've never played the game if you've never even heard of dungeons and dragons <laughs> but you're just envisioning walking into a tavern right. and there's a guy who has you know is is flagrantly drunk and and weeping into his, his, his you know his hands clasped over his face you probably have an idea like something's going on with that guy and if you are a hero who deals with bad things who right. deals with problems who solves problems that's probably somewhere where you go hey what's going on bud right. like can i yeah, buy you another drink that's or? dangling the hook you know pretty well, yeah that's pretty obvious there. but but i think you're right it, an emotional response is is certainly one of the lures that we have. You know, again, you walk, you walk in. We just talked about a a shopkeep. Okay, you walk into a shopkeep. Probably that's a super mundane interaction. You need to buy something. He provides it to you. But if when you walk in, that shopkeep is the whole shop is painted red, right. and he is railing on the the stock boy. Just I mean, you, and you can oh, see yeah, yeah, stock yeah. boy's covered in. In welts and bruises, and Jesus. you know, um, that's a emotionally that's a totally different scene, and probably you guys are beginning to dab your brushes into your own colors. What would I see in response to that? I'll be like, yeah, that's what you do. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's a stock. Voice, it's his you know, fault. It's, it's he should have done whatever he was <laughs> well, doing yeah, better. Do it better, please. Um, no, but, but so I mean, it is a good example, and I think I think you nailed it on the head that um, that utilizing emotion as a uh, because if I don't, I'm just banking on the fact that you're going to go like. Uh, you know, if I just go like, oh yeah, a, a, a neatly dressed stock boy is stocking one of the shelves in the back mm -hmm. as you enter. If I've got a whole little adventure hook tied to this, yeah, yeah, and I go like, oh, please let them ask the shop boy if he's regularly abused. Um, you know, like there's a, there's a chance. There's, I mean, well, there I, is, you, and the thing is, there is a chance. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if someone started talking to the shop boy, if someone just interacted with him, the yeah. likelihood though that a random shop boy who's stocking shelves is going to draw the attention of the the party. Well, it could be something relatively as low. Simple as like you ask the hey uh, the shopkeeper, hey man, you got any healing potions? And he could say like, boy, get the healing potions, and you notice the boy flinch. Boom, absolutely. And and that's the the beauty is is it's a good representation of how certainly there's been an emotional communication there. Yep. With virtually nothing said, like you, he mm -hmm. could even go, boy. Ooh, that's it. Nonverbal communication with emotion. That's yeah. a whole. That's well, a, I, I think I and I think that that is the that's the next level. We're getting into the Picasso or the Michelangelo. The you know that yeah, yeah. that that the space in which you are painting Ooh. with. I need to get more into that, man. Well, I, definitely, I think it's something to think about. And and one of the interactions I, I mentioned this to you the other day um, that Aster had with. Um, Fillion in episode one of, of the Rovers, yes, where she's yes, talking yes. about them. Something that I think is really Fillion is <laughs> the the surgeon slash generally helmsman. Helmsman, on. thank you. Um, the guy who but, pees forever. The guy, yeah, he he did pee a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad that's what you that was that's your what big, I, that's what I plucked away that's from Fillion. <laughs> I've got my notes here. <laughs> Fillion pees sometimes, um, but uh, that's. That the 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 thing is, and and I have actually found this to be there. There are times where you'll have, uh, it could be in, intra party, it could be party member with an NPC. There are times in which uh, a line of inquiry is moving forward mm -hmm. that is not an inquiry that the NPC is comfortable with, that another mm -hmm. player character is comfortable with. The the power of not answering a question mm. the power of deflecting mm. the power of still provides all of the emotional communication with none of the verbal and in that exchange aster is basically saying you know you were a surgeon during the war who what side what side were you on right, right, right. and she's kind of picking at this and he basically is going like you know that's all behind us that's uh and and just before you guys spot the enemy vessel which kind of changes the whole tone of the the scene she says like i'm i'm not judging you know i'm 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 an easterner too i'm i'm just curious yeah. and he says like i think our watch is getting late like we should, yeah, we should yeah but i think in that exchange despite the fact he answered none of her questions none of them but but there was a tremendous amount of emotional communication taking right. place between her and him with regard to like you There's a ton of room for you to infer mm -hmm. precisely what his what his right. world was prior prior to this. Yeah, we don't know the side he's on, but we know something happened that was hard for him to deal with. Right. And 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 in many cases, I think that's more potently communicated mm -hmm. by refusing communication. 
Um, but yeah. now we we now we're curious, right? Now we want to know, right? But the interesting thing is, is you're also in a place where because there's a certain social decorum. I mean, in real life, yeah. If 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 you went like, hey man, you seemed a little bit down earlier. Right. Everything okay? Right. And the person goes like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's all good. And they get up and 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 leave. Right. You're curious. You might f- try to find some way of engaging again on the subject. Right. But you also know that there is a line that you can cross at which at which you're not painting with the sympathetic or empathetic brush anymore. You're now, right. you know, you're beginning to badger someone and 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 that's Ooh. a yeah. That's a this all speaks to how complex emotion is with regard to communication right but the beauty is is by by being able to say again let's say i I think even early on there was some there wasn't any direct uh well there was eventually direct engagement about uh kel's scars oh yeah and i i remember especially early on like you made you went to great efforts to ensure that that no one saw the extent of what had been done to you right and there was, I, sp- I think, specifically with Katarina, it was one of a, a really endearing engagement with Katarina. It was kind of, you guys had a very interesting she relationship early her, on. My, her scar. Right. But there was still all of the questions because, because it wasn't divulged exactly how, how right. it took place. It was, it, was, it was exactly that kind of point I was outlining is she kind of inquired mm-hmm. uh, and you basically said like, don't don't worry about it, kind of, and kind of put your right. And, she, and and in that emotional palette, she could have gone, "I'm okay. I'm going to put my brush away now." Yeah, yeah. And, or she could have gone like, "We're teammates. Like, what the fuck do you mean you're not going to tell? Like, if something's right. going on with you, I need to know about it." She could have painted with that brush, right? But the brush she chose to pull out was to go, you know, you're not the only one with scars, and, right? And which was a which and again, what a different ending to that interaction yeah then if she had just put her brush away man then if she had opted to be upset that you were keeping something from mm-hmm. her um God. yeah the, the interactions between kat and kel have been very interesting because it started off so heated and it's turned into a little well, bit of a romance well and i think i think even even that was during the time in which you guys were still a little bit that was uh, one of the first olive branches i at, think that have yeah that came across so i i i, I again it, it's Everything I think that we've said so far, I I think applies on the DM side. I don't disagree with you that we maybe have to be a little more aggressive sometimes because we literally are trying to grab the party's attention. That's what um, I think it is. Is that emotion can be in a great uh, tractant. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but with that, I mean the the biggest thing, and this again for for uh, DMs and players alike, uh, that the reason that this jumped in my head is because, like I said, I have been. Uh, repeatedly kind of taken aback by how uh, this this spans all the way back to our very first technical shoot that we did on the rovers, which is a very heavy, heavy oh episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and that episode was heavy. I mean, there were entire sections of that shoot that were painted the deepest sadness yeah. uh, yes. that can be painted. There were sections that were painted in anger in remorse in i mean it was it was so emotionally laden and ever since then since that was really where i got to start reviewing you know the interactions that were taking place it's been on my mind that that this is a hugely potent element and i don't think it's it's reasonable to just say well 
emotion is just born out of that improv. It is, it is, it runs adjacent to, and that is not to say we have absolute control. We're not, we're not Spock, you know, we're, yeah. we are, we are in some cases, it's totally reasonable that at the table, we are victims of our own emotion. Mm -hmm. But there are many times in which instead of, instead of it being a blunt cudgel that we're swinging around wildly, right. It could be a sharpened blade. It could be a pen. It could be a. Yeah. It could be a. It could be whatever you want it to be. If you begin uh, engaging with it and choosing to use it as a tool, at absolutely. Your tables. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I agree, hundred uh, percent. I'm gonna throw out some caution that when you start to overanalyze yourself, it can hurt a lot. No so no don't doubt. force yourself to like. I'm now gonna do this, and this is. Uh, I I. I letting things happen organically. And you might find that uh, we always talk uh, uh, that improv is a skill. It's a sharpened thing that maybe using emotion in, uh, in this is a sharpened skill and that give yourself some time to grow into it. Yeah. I, I think, and I think that is a, a, a big takeaway is like your character, you know, likely is starting out with a box of crayons and they probably mm -hmm. got the eight count. Yeah, you know, right out of the right out of the gate. Oh. I mean, maybe not. Maybe they're a very emotionally complex character right out of the gate. But however many crayons you have at your disposal, mm -hmm. until you, until if if every time something comes down the pipeline, you just flip that box open, grab for whichever one seems most expedient, and start coloring, start yeah. painting, start. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, because that's i think there there are a huge number of people in real life and there's and there's certainly a huge number of characters it's not which wouldn't read as unreasonable yeah. to react uh compulsively and emotionally right. in the situations they're in but i think as as the longer we're sitting at the table uh from campaign to campaign from session to session and the more we want to be sophisticated mm -hmm. with those colors um you know Bob Ross doesn't ever use a stock color. He's got to mix a little burnt titanium white, with a, and, uh, yeah, a little titanium white. If you're gonna <laughs> paint a happy tree, you're you're just—I mean, or I should say some snow onto that happy tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're never gonna use just titanium white. That ain't gonna look right. No, no, you got to no. get a little. Um, but that's, oh, and, and I Ross. think I think that that's uh, the the paint thing. I'm glad that we we kind of stumbled into yeah, that space I, I think because that's a great analogy. I, I think the more you think about. Um, the colors your character is comfortable painting with mm -hmm. or for a dm the npc the and this really applies i think this really applies to major npcs major villains you know you, you maybe aren't giving the same thought process to the guy who's going to sell them rope yeah you know so sometimes like um characters can can put them in that spot for sure i mean but i like well i like shopkeepers that are interesting and emotion is one way to make a character interesting There's mm -hmm. lots of ways but uh, i forget uh uh, channel uh, XP to three. What, what is it? Yeah. He analyzed uh, Matt Mercer, and I think he said one of the most amazing things Matt Mercer does is he makes his shopkeepers interesting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. And I think you can transfer that to all all NPCs that you want to make meaningful in your campaign. But like, don't be afraid to to, to give your shopkeeper a weird emo like every time you're like, hey, uh, can you make me a broadsword? <laughs> Little did you know, like, broadswords are his Bro trigger word. Broads. <laughs> his, <laughs> his whole family was killed by a broadsword. He doesn't He doesn't hold the warlord accountable. It was, <laughs> it's a broadsword. It was Ooh, that damn broadsword. Oh, here's this for a character. This, this, this came out to me. 
Uh, the beginning of every day, you roll a d12 or whatever. Okay. And you have to roll the emotion you roll for that. Like, one is happy, two is... Ooh, he's like a, a poly emote kind Some, of a... Something weird, like he's cursed or something. I guess that would even, wouldn't even be Paul. It would be like a unit emote, but like on a... Yeah, something that would like, be an interesting... Wouldn't that be an interesting character? It'd actually be, make for a really cool magic item. Ooh, uh, that would, but... A hat, it, a hat yeah. that's something for you or whatever. Right, it gives you but a pretty it, significant but every, boom. But every day... It, it, yeah. uh, and your party members like take off the freaking take hat. Take the hat off. Yeah. <laughs> it, has to, it has to be something that's that like barely justifies its existence. Know, right? So the party's getting increasing. And at some point, like the hat goes into the fire. Well, no, I'm saying like it, like it's a plus two to AC. Ooh. I, I know you'd love that. I know you'd Give love me that. something that gives me plus to AC, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> but the, the the problem is 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 it would be a deal. I mean, I like I said, I think it it ends up being a really interesting magic item for sure. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, is you're having a meaningful interaction oh. with Katarina, and you're on a red day. This would have to be a a either like a, a a more of a joking, more relaxed, or you'd have to take that off and just get rid of the plus two. <laughs> it have to be you when you put it. You have to put it on at the beginning of the day, and it has to stay on the whole day. I think it's cursed. I think you, you in, order, take it in order to take it off, you're going to need to decurse it, re- remove curse, Ooh. or. Maybe a greater restoration can do it, something like that. Well, I got less, lesser restoration as a paladin. Does that work? <sighs> That's some bitch shit. No, oh, I'm, I'm fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I think, I again, this was a topic I knew wading into was going to be really hard to kind of pin down. But I, I, I do think, and and I think there is so much more to be said on this. And what I love is because we've been seeing so much interaction in the comments, um, I'm really hoping that... I, I by no means do I think we came anywhere near filling in all the gaps well, on this the conversation about yeah. about uh, emotion. But I would love to hear what other people are doing. Are they is is are they making conscious decisions right. about those interactions? Are they entirely, uh, let's say, emotionally improving? And if so, how do you find the barrier between you as a player and you as a right. character? Because that, like, yeah. There's a lot of other things, accent, mannerisms, all these things. As long as very we, easy to separate. Yeah, emotion is not an easy thing. No. to separate from an. No, I guess another word of caution, as I know, always throw these out there, is make sure that you don't take the enjoyment away from the other people at the table. And oh, nothing absolutely. against like making someone feel uncomfortable a little bit, because that can be some really interesting things. But if someone's like, "Man, fuck that guy," <laughs> like you might want to rethink what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that probably uh, that's a that's a, a fair disclaimer for virtually any conversation that we're having is is if if anything that you're like watching here leads you to go like, you know what? I am going to be a total dick the next time I'm at the table. <laughs> I don't think that's not what we meant. I don't think you heard what we were saying. Uh, maybe we did a really poor job of communicating. Which probably. It, but, I mean, um, no, I think uh, I mean, I, it's it's hard to kind of. Put this one down because I know I but know I how broad it is. But I I I don't think it's you know I'm hoping as as people as we're rounding out here and as people are watching this and hopefully heading down to the comments to to put their two cents because is, yeah like I said there's going to be there's so much there's way more unsaid than said given yep. the the scope of the episode, um but I'm hoping that in those comments at a minimum people are thinking more about it. That's okay. it. It's just something to go. Because I again, I mean, there's been times where I've been running a character and going like, I'm just shooting totally emotionally speaking for off the cuff, right, you know, right. like, um, and I think there are times where uh, having a a better directive on an emotional profile mm-hmm. 
would 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 provide a more definitive personality for a character for mm-hmm. a um so that's i mean that's my two cents i think that's uh, that's about all i've got do you have uh, uh my my parting words of wisdom uh i i i love the palette analogy uh know what your know what your character's palette is Yes, uh, I really like that. Knowing kind of what colors you yeah. generally operate, and in. maybe if you want to get more into it, like what what colors you paint with the other with the other uh, uh, players at your table. But um, no, I, I uh, you know I I'm a big fan of the don't overthink it, get into it with the with the so you can explore the space. I also think doing something interesting from time to time is is also super fun. Yeah, but it's 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 a it's just another way to to make the game more immersive interesting it's it, as long as it's not ridiculous i think it's a, it's a positive and yeah. godness i'm sure there's an amazing amount of people who've used emotion poorly i'm sure there's just horror story after horror story but i think it's a, it's a it's a fun element to play with absolutely yeah i think it's a, a great tool in your toolbox whether whether it's one you've been uh consciously engaging with mm-hmm. or or simply um Going with the flow. I mean, what, what, whatever your suits your your fancy. But uh, um, I, yeah, I hope people are thinking about it as a tool at their disposal yep. and wielding it as such. Uh, for this go out, uh, you sir, not having the ability to identify anything, just slapped the hat on. You just rolled an anger day, and you need to let these people know. That uh, without keep, spiking, I was gonna say keep <laughs> keep in mind the. Actually, I'll tell. I wish we had an actual die. I would. I we, I would actually. Ooh, have roll for it, but uh, we don't but have uh, without hopefully without uh, peeking out the the feed. Uh, so is the emotion just anger? Do you want to get more specific? No, it's you. You get one emotion for the day. You've got your hat on, and and these are your best friends. You Ooh. love the. You love these people. They're they're awesome. They're in the comments. They're subscribing. They're liking. They're hitting the notification bell. But you are just fucking angry today. Doesn't change the fact that the world is theirs. The world is yours. <laughs>